With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. This week, we've got streamer, esports host, and former community manager, Chewboy, as well as Foothead's head of a lot of things, Luke Zimmerman. We discuss what Chew is calling the best Premier League team of the season ever, plus inside insights on the World Cup mode, the Premier League upgrade pack controversy, and tips for daily knockout success. I'm your host, Ben, and you'll find all that on this week's Foot Weekly podcast, hosted on Foothead and all your usual podcast platforms. Hello, and welcome to week 34 of the Foot Weekly Podcast, and I'm joined by two guests brought together by their large loss on uh, Team of the Year Ronaldo last year, I believe. Chew <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. boy, Chew, how are you? Doing all right, packing Pope, feeling good. <laughs> Fantastic. And we've also got Luke as well. Luke, how are you? I'm outstanding. Always a pleasure to hop on with you guys. Great. And so uh, the first thing to get into, of course, we, we talked about it a bit last week, but Team of the Season is very much upon us now. And uh, as we haven't spoken to either of you during the, the Team of the Season period, Chu, first of all, have you found the kind of relatively new look Team of the Season this year? Um, Honestly, well, Community Team of the Season I wasn't really into, but I will say Premiership mm-hmm. Team of the Season, I think it might be... I, and I, I, it's hard for me to remember, but it's probably one of the best Premier League team seasons ever. I want to say where pretty much 75% or more of the cards are, are straight up usable, except for Pope. Yeah, I mean, you've got to say almost the whole team, apart from Pope, is, is pretty... Like, if you got that player untraded, but you're probably going to use him. Yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of um, like, is it one yeah. of the best Tots ever? Yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to argue yeah. with that. And of course, that's why that team of the season guarantee pack was so good, right? Exactly. So, you know, everybody was um, be one of the repeatable ones. But I remember Basie was saying that it's actually better that it's not repeatable because, yeah, you're actually looking forward to it. Like, I was actually looking forward to this um, uh, SBC guaranteed team of the season pack. I got Pope in the first one. got Mares in the second one. I was, like, really excited about using Mares, you oh, know, nice. because I heard what 
Gorilla was saying about him. Um, he's on that George Best FIFA 16 level. So, um, yeah, so far, it's actually it's somebody that took... I literally took a gameplay break from October till January because I was just getting way too stressed out. I didn't need that in my life. Um, and then coming back in February. This is probably the first time I've enjoyed FIFA 18 gameplay because of the players I've gotten from Premier League team this season. There, Some of them are ridiculous. I also think, isn't it, I mean, Luke coming in on this, isn't it a really nice thing to just get given players and then almost forced to try them out? It, it makes it almost whets your appetite for a uh, pack-only mode like World Cup where you get certain players and you kind of have to use them. Yeah, no, I've actually always liked untradables because I feel like they were part of your you know, before SBCs especially, that was part of your forever team, right? That's like your in-game team. Whether you use them or not, they're going to be part of your squad. Now, SBCs give you a little bit more flexibility, although in lots of cases, you're probably trading untradables for other untradables. Um, I guess there's at least a transactional aspect to that. And that's an interesting point that you raised that perhaps in the future, we'll see more of this, especially as people continue to kind of both gamify the market in their favor and also in a, in a way that maybe is not necessarily healthy for the casual, right? So in the future, we might even see more opportunities like this. I saw something in the Fudhead mentions uh, on Twitter earlier today, in fact, where someone was just like, hey, you know, I'm a once or twice a week FUT player. I love the game. I just don't have as much time with my family and my, my job to put into it as I'd like. What I like about this is that it lets me kind of try out these great players. They're affordable for someone like me. If I don't quite have enough coins, I can still, you know, invest and build up that coin level with a very limited amount of money. And they were actually re recommending or requesting, I guess I should say, um, that they offer this for, you know, other big promos throughout the year, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, Scream Team or Ultimate Scream uh, for, you know, Futmas for that kind of thing. And I think that even if they had like, you know, maybe more accessible or maybe even better loan options for like Team of the Week and stuff like that, then a lot of folks like these will, these type of casuals will incorporate these kind of players into their side. Mm. And Chu, would you agree if I said that to an extent this must encourage people to spend on the game and, and put coins in because actually when you see how good some of these players are like the you know someone using team of season Mares who hasn't hasn't used a card of that quality they're probably going to be encouraged to kind of work on their team further than perhaps they would have done i know it's easy to say that at this stage in the game but you know towards the end of fifa when maybe ea can afford to give things away with world cup mode coming um things like that but it, it feels like it's going to encourage engagement in the game at least if not spending of money yeah i mean that's why i'm always um not skeptical well yeah skeptical when people say you know there's always that thing about the game is dead but then engagement then the suspending and like i feel like people they're not watching fifa but they're playing it while they watch other stuff and i think something like this you know like i i, I even look at myself like i'm watching fortnite but i'm just like grinding away slowly and i'm mm. engaging the game and i think engagement leads to spending eventually so that's why like um I don't know, you know, the, a lot of people would be like, oh, Fortnite's killing FIFA, and so-and-so's FIFA's dead, and so I'm kind of like, I haven't seen any proof, because I can't see any numbers, Yeah, yeah. and at the and, same and actually, time, sorry. In, in my experience, uh, as someone that's worked there, it's like, they're only, in tr you, you can only tell when they're in some form of trouble, if they do something uh, more drastic, if they put something like if they give everybody like a free pack that's when you know <laughs> they need people back mm. you know um and i haven't seen them make any like crazy moves they've they done some nice moves you know to make people happy 
Um, but I haven't seen anything crazy. Yeah, we. Uh, I think you pointed this out on Twitter too that both FIFA and Madden Ultimate Team player base was up 75% year over year. So when those kind of numbers come out on quarterly earning calls, you know, great. Twitter can be very unhappy. Uh, social media can be vitriolic and hate the game and personally attack the developers, etc. But when the player base is growing by that much, that's a lot of people who are experiencing this for the first time. So it could, you know, for influencers, yeah, that's a good point. For influencers for hardcores, you can be burned out. I know certainly I've taken more time off from this year. I've played half as many games as I did last year. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think when you, uh, at the end of the day, if there's that many new players coming in and sort of embracing this and experiencing it for the first time, it's important to kind of keep that that in mind in terms of, you know, why there maybe wasn't quite as much new stuff this year as we would have liked. And also you look at the um, live service purchasing. So that's like, so this is in EA's recent re- uh, sort of financial release. Um, basically live service, sorry, live service purchasing is up by 31%. So that's like in-game transactions and all that kind of stuff. Uh, 25 to 30% from business metrics, that year-over-year growth, that's like a magic number. So I guarantee you the, the, the people that are in line to either benefit financially or are in leadership positions Ugh. at EA, they're doing like cartwheels and backflips over this news. Oh. You, 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 usually back at EA, like I would know, like when I see a new Porsche in the garage, I'm like, oh yeah, foot's doing great. If you think about it, there were 35,125K uh, packs the first day of Premier League Tots. Uh, I think that's on Xbox and PlayStation. Um, I don't know how many are on PC or Switch or anything else, but say it's another 35,000 total, right? Like right there, we're talking about 100,000 packs, $25 US a pop. That's $2.5 million in six minutes. Like that's mm. unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, that's obviously even after these earnings that they're talking about. So um, they obviously did really well. I think the, um, team, of the uh, team of the year was was very successful as well. So um, you kind of got to think that as much as people on Twitter seem to suggest that the game's dead or whatever, it's it's just not held true in, in what people are spending on the game and uptake in the game as well. So yeah, it's interesting and um, certainly something we'll, we'll be discussing more going forward. But if we get back to like TOTS itself, Chu, you were talking about Mares. Is he the kind of player you'd pick out as someone you've used as a TOTS player who's, who's pretty special? Sorry, I should say that Reese on Twitter was asking who our favorite TOTS players we've used so far are. Oh, I mean, Mares, um, so for anyone who's trying to pick up Mares, I, I would say if you know how to skill, you'll get value out of him. I think I got it for like, I I bought him first, then I packed him, so I sold him back. Mm. And it was about, what, three, 300K. Um He's medium, medium, so if you like high-medium guys, I'm part of the Inform Alessandrini Sweat Brigade for me. <laughs> still the best still the best cam in the world. Um, so Alessandrini is high-medium, so Alessandrini is always going to be up there, you know? Like, he's going to act like he's one of your strikers, or he's just going to be as close to the goal as possible. Mars hangs back a bit. I would say if you know how to skill, pick him up. If you don't know how to skill, you're probably better off with another ST. And the guy that you need to buy is freaking... Team of the season, Youngman saw. My God, dude, that card is stupid. That card mm-hmm. makes no sense. That card makes the 90 from last year's look like a bitch. I don't understand that card. Any shot, weak foot, finesse, long shot, you name it, low driven, low driven finesse, it can do anything. It can even head. I've scored like five headed goals with him. Um, so would you I say just don't know. Like That card has changed my life. So would you say Son is a, is actually up there above Mars for you in terms of effectiveness? 
Oh, 100%. I think he's probably the best player in that team this season. Mm. Wow. That's a, that's a big claim. And so, Luke, have you got anyone to kind of uh, take on the mantle? And, uh, yeah, I don't do know that thing? I have too much terrible different experiences from Chu. I mean, I'll actually, I was thinking about the same two guys he named. Um, I packed uh, in a tradable pack, uh, son and as a spurs fan that was obviously one i was pretty excited about i haven't loved him as much as everybody else i had a striker ronaldo the very first one the uh i guess team of the group stage one on my team pretty much the whole season uh i don't think son is even as good as him but it doesn't matter because we're talking about like very little difference you know i think where son really Mm -hmm. shines for me is his improved stamina i think that's what makes him a lot better than some of the previous informed versions of sonaldo in this game and i think the one thing that i will give son is his low driven shots like low driven shots are already broken in fifa and i think you see this in the competitive scene as well but like for whatever reason that tots 92 son just is like even more broken it's on a whole other level just every low driven shot i take seems to go in um i don't he doesn't feel as fast as his numbers to me and i just i don't feel like he's quite on that like yeah. ronaldo messi level but he's still you know whatever we're really nitpicking here uh mares i i love mares i think he's the best tots that i've used from premier league and i was the one that tweeted that tweet at gorilla like pointing out that the metrics were basically exactly the same as george best from fifa 16 and 17 and he plays like it to me like he feels like i or legend george best from those previous fifas um i don't i'm not a, a huge skiller i know a couple moves and i mostly just use them to set up shots and things like that I play him at RF and then I switch him to cam in game. And I think that's where his value is, is setting up shots because he is medium, medium, like Chu said. So if you play him at like true, you know, uh, like almost like a striker or as like a winger, he may give you problems if that's not really your your play style. But playing him at cam, it's fine because then he just kind of takes up that final third, but he's not all the way in the box. And then I can set up Sun or, you know, striker Ronaldo or prime icon Ronaldo or whoever else I want and, and score goals that way. Um, one other name I'll just throw out there, not even a Premier League Tots, but a Premier League player. I really like Tots Courtois. I got him in one of the uh, most consistent packs. Um, and I, I, I think he's better than Team of the Year De Gea. So what? it's not, it's not saying much maybe, but he's he's been the best keeper that I've used. I like him better than base De Gea. And Team of the Year De Gea is either the best keeper or the worst keeper. I mean, and I had yeah, I had too many negative De Gea experiences. He's so. the benchmark, isn't he? And if he's yeah, if he's better than De Gea, that's saying something. And I, and I, I actually used his not informed for quite a long time before upgrading to De Gea. Yeah, he's um, so tall that even if his metrics aren't quite as good and he has long throws, so um, for whatever reason, he's just really, he's been the best keeper that I've used this fight. Yeah, I could I could definitely get behind that. Good shout. Um, so the, the players that I've used is just, because I don't really run Premier League that much, although I've got Ali into a, my team at the moment because I packed him. And I was actually quite, I've been quite impressed by Ali, but he's one of those weird players who kind of has like an odd balance. It doesn't quite work for being cam boosted that well in terms of his stats. But in saying that, I'm playing like a false nine at the moment with him as one of the centre mids and Milinkovic Savic in the other one. The two of them together as the sort of more attacking players um, work really well because they're sort of going box to box kind of perfect. They're quite well rounded. And although Deli Ali isn't quite as good defensively, he has like 95 base finishing on a guy who can defend. It's kind of perfect for those overlapping runs with the the false nine. It, it works really well actually, and and I think. If I was going to use him, that's probably one of the only positions I'd actually play him in because he's kind of not good enough defensively, even even if he boosts his defense to play sort of very defensive. And I don't feel like he's mobile enough. He's not kind of dribbly and agile enough to play as sort of a, a pure cam. So yeah, he, he's he's a very good player, but he's perhaps not quite on the kind of elite tier um, of of team of the season pl- players in that in that team. But he, is. I think if you want to. 
if you want to shout uh is just like can't cmcms not as cams despite what their positions may be i like both spurs guys ali and erickson as just cms because their defense mm. is just good enough if you throw on like you know an anchor or a shadow or whatever if you're really concerned about it that'll help level it out but both of those guys are kind of like poor man hullet level or you know not quite like you know uh, Pele or anyone like that but like the metrics are really really good on them and I've been playing them at mm. CM and they've just been monsters in the middle so I don't worry about the lack of goal scoring I've still gotten a couple with each but um, they just do just enough and they're so active in the interior that it's it's like playing with like an icon level player yeah definitely no Spurs bias there then no none at all <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we'll so I think that's that's an interesting roundup of team of season players obviously if any of you out there listeners if you use team of season players and want to get in touch we'll try and include some of them throughout um, this team of the season period so do get in touch at footweeklypod or you can uh, email us footweekly at mail.com right so one of the things that we've been asked which is actually from Wise Fever who obviously comes on the podcast a bit he is uh, asking whether we're disappointed with the fact that EA haven't decided to release kind of those lower tier team of the season squads. We've still got 50 rest of the world players, we should say that, available through SBCs each week. But Chu, what are your thoughts on this? Are you sad to not see those squads or not too concerned? I'm probably not the best person to ask since I didn't always enjoy those. I never really like had a thing for those squads. I think if you did have a thing for those squads, I would be disappointed. I think you're, you're right to be disappointed. Uh, what just sucks is that usually... Um, you know, remembering when I used to plan team the seasons that yeah, as soon as you have a World Cup, you have to condense things. And I like the idea of the way they condense things. Like I think that's a good way to add the weekly objectives and the SBCs into it, using the capabilities that FIFA 18 has to take some of that steam off. Because I mean, I guess I mean there's less players, but you're not spending money to get them. Mm. So does that offset? the disappointment but there's less variety i guess there's less amounts of players to get you know but i would say you know usually with those kind of things um when you look at it objectively the amount of people that are vocally disappointed are not the same amount of people that are actually disappointed like mm. when you look at actual metrics you know uh, usually with ian that's a lot of the way they'll, they'll they'll look at things like how many people actually engage with you know this team season or how many people use these players things like that so mm. um people will be very vocal about it but maybe objectively when they looked at numbers it's a loss willing to take and you're giving people stuff for free you know yeah, uh, think, or not free but without yeah, them spending a ton of money I, I think you've got a point in that how many of those so there's these big rest of the world squads quite a few of them but actually it was probably only four or five players from each squad that actually got used by people so why not just turn it into 50 players who are among the best or most usable or, or best performers from those leagues and then put them into SBCs rather than kind of creating squads which many of which the players many of the players aren't used and then also maybe aren't that big an incentive for people to open packs exactly you gotta keep in mind too that everybody is so short-sighted in the FIFA community especially on social media where there's a lot of incentive to just kind of react vitriolically to like get RTs and favorites and that kind of thing um but especially when we get to those like top 20 players like it's going to be more name players and like that mm-hmm. taught that tots rest of the world 10 through 1 or 9 through 1 whatever that SBC is like that's going to have some really good players for a pretty good price so um yeah so it's, it's going to be quite thing, exciting as well yeah if it's the, the SBC, same thing but... as it requires now you're going to get a monster tradable player that you can either like 
Like that, if they have a Todd's Lozano, like that thing is going to be extinct at its max price cap, and they'll just keep raising it, and people will keep buying it anyway. And like, who knows whether it will actually be any good or not compared to the you know inform. I'd assume it would be, but sometimes you see with these like cheap beasts that are incredible first, mm. second informs when they get the tots, the tots isn't as good as you might hope. So we'll have to see. But I think that people's perspective will change when we get you know two three weeks from now when those are coming out um, relative to yeah, the, yeah. the frustration now. And I, I do echo. I want to echo too, like. Look, we all are quick to criticize EA and game studios in general when they do stuff that we're not happy with or make decisions that we don't agree with or don't understand, but they're usually making educated ones. They're not just, like, responding haphazardly. They didn't just, like, take away these team of the seasons to spite the community or anything like that. They saw, you know, okay, well, we were doing these Monday, Tuesday releases and they're just not really moving the needle. Like, we're not going to put all the time and effort. That's, like... The, the stat team that's SBC guys that's you know people that have to dynamically crop the photos for design like that's multiple people's workloads that they can have focus on stuff like the World Cup instead so if it comes down mm-hmm. to resources if they're not really you know and especially if they do stuff like the guaranteed tots SBCs which I think what I think happens with these is well, one people sink coins and they sink players that would otherwise be useful to them in a couple of weeks to open packs with the World Cup when you can only use coins, right? Um, and you can't. There's no trading market or transfer market rather to to build your team with. Um, they're going to be useful there. That depletes the you know the coin supply in the market and in clubs right now. So people will be more likely to spend then when they don't have those coins. Um, but also when people open these Premier League tots packs and don't get the player they want, I think that's like one of the biggest. There's just this like human instinct to be like oh i didn't get kyle walker i only got you know ashley young well i'm gonna try to open some packs to get kyle walker or i'm gonna spend even more coins opening packs so um, yeah exactly and also one of the things that you mentioned there and, and also one of our one of the people who responded to our, our request for questions mentioned d luca he mentioned these do seem like a coin sink in order to encourage people to spend money on the world cup mode and reduce their kind of coin balance but also he was saying that he, he like you were kind of mentioning earlier, actually thinks they're a fantastic way of lesser players or, or less, I guess, time poor and maybe um, FIFA point poor players as well, guessing the very top players. And he was sort of saying, is this something we might see continually over the next sort of year, not just at the end of the year for TOTS? I'm inclined to kind of say no to that because I think that the current system works for them. So they won't feel the need to give out players um, at the early stages. And then also, I mean, we could see maybe foot swap in the early stages maybe but i don't see these necessarily being introduced but also the world cup i think is a factor as he says in his tweet and as you were just saying yeah you kind of want to get you to lock away those coins into those players so you can't transfer that wealth into the world cup mode as we mentioned last week it will be a shared wallet so you can take those points and coins into the mode do you think that's an accurate sort of assumption to you or am i kind of being a bit kind of conspiratorial about it i mean in terms of coin like I mean, I can never really tell fully, you know, unless you hear it from the horse's mouth itself. Mm. Um, because uh, I would say usually a lot of things, like coming out of EA, a lot of things like are pretty sure are a tactic by EA. Sometimes we'll just be like looking at each other at a desk and be like, "Wait, well, that's our that was our plan." Like, huh? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Uh, I do think like. I, the, the coin sink. I, I want to believe the coin sink thing. I always do. I've never had like proof of it, hmm. but I think it's, it makes it's sense. an added benefit, right? Like I don't know that they necessarily are just sitting around. Like they're not sitting around collapsing their fingers like a supervillain. Like let's steal coins out of the market. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
No, I mean, we should we yeah. should say this for what it is as well. It's, it's a kind of generous move that has allowed a lot of people to try out players that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to use and, and, and keep them as well. So I I'm absolutely believe that this is a positive step. And you think last year we obviously had a lot of SPCs which sunk coins, which maybe weren't so directly beneficial. So... Yeah, I think something else that we haven't even touched on really yet is the the kind of controversy of the not having upgrade packs, which um, I think as mentioned... Yeah, more, I was actually going to talk about this, so you've segued it nicely, we might as well. Yeah, I, it wasn't like super controversial to me, maybe as much as we think from what we see on kind of the echo chambers of social, but what was frustrating was that like i do agree with the idea that like this while chu mentioned it these were exciting things like we got up for these it's maybe like five minutes of dopamine right like sundays and tuesdays you would do this thing and that's it for the whole week and that kind of blows like you'll have packs on friday sbc sunday sbc tuesday that's a lot of dead time so i agree that having these upgrade sbcs is a benefit to that i think where it gets to be a win is that it was just such low-hanging fruit like it couldn't have been that difficult to re-implement the same model from last year Uh, and i think it was Mm. also like this isn't again you know ea is not contrary to what you may read on some certain spots in the internet some like super sinister dr evil villains or you know whatever uh but it forget about like the, the depleting the coins like this We've talked about how this is probably one of, if not the best Premier League SB or Premier League tots ever, right? So if this SBC is is drawing Premier League players, and these are all ridiculously high rated, like ninety and higher, except for Pope. The odds of pulling them is going to be really, really low. So it just kind of has an added bonus to them has that effect of depleting the coin supply for World Cup, even though that's not even why they did it. It's like, hey, we'll make everybody happy, and then oh, everybody will spend more in three weeks anyway. It's win win. Last year in community team of the season, did we have upgrade packs during community? I don't remember if it started from community. It definitely was during the leagues because I built almost an entire uh, Serie A squad just using the upgrade packs. Like three-fourths of my team were untradeable. Um, but they were all, I didn't think about this until last night, they were rated like 85 to 90. So the odds of getting them would be a lot better than these guys. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm like... What if they're going to bring them anyway, but it just started with Premier League? Yeah, that's a good conspiracy theory. You know, they can make it look like it was this big epic win by the team, but they were just going to do it anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because yeah. like, I, I won't lie. Sometimes that kind of stuff happens where we're just like, oh, shit, this is a win. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying like, you, you, you know, I don't want to take any discredit them because I think it, it was a, definitely a big win. And I'm happy that it came, but I'm just like. Didn't these start at the same time last year? So were we just going to get them, but we were just kind of mad and bored <laughs> and then we got mad about it? And then they were going to come anyway? You know what yeah, I mean? All I'm saying is that what better way to uh, announce a new community manager than have them? <laughs> oh, yeah. Per- dude, yeah. he No, this guy, he, he's going to be good. He's getting it already. Um, the, the main thing, any future community managers out there, the main thing you need to do is undersell everything before it comes out act mm. like it's nothing that uh because if you act like that pack tweet was <laughs> exactly I, I mean i don't know if he planned if he planned that yo this guy's like the freaking this guy's an evil genius i love him um <laughs> the way he tweeted about them being in the store so so we should probably like fill in a little bit because some people might not be fully aware oh, of yeah. what happened basically there's a new um community manager for fifa specifically we've had a uh, an EA Global community manager who's been kind of present-ish in the community, Corey, for a little bit. But we've now had employed a uh, actual community manager. He's at, from Brazil, but obviously working in Canada. And you'll find him on Twitter as Mr. Zaro. And he basically 
sort of took on everyone's feedback about the fact that there were no Premier League upgrade packs, which you had two types. You've got the one that does the non-rares mainly and, and just a sort of not just players pack and then the, the premium one, which is players as well. And people love grinding these. So that's why people were pretty upset about them. Not people the love game. grinding them when they get what they want. But yeah, <laughs> a lot of people out there, you know, a lot I've of people seen... have done like 50 and not got anything. And they're like, oh, these are stupid anyway. Yeah, I've got I, I probably did a hundred of each. I would say the net. I had a system, so I was mostly just using untradeables and then kind of using the prize uh, players that I'd pull to put back into the other SBC. So I didn't spend like 1.5 million coins or anything. I think I'd probably spent about 900 coin, 900,000 coins, sold about 450, 500 in duplicate players, like some higher rated even, because I've pulled every player, like non-tots essentially in the 80s so i just would keep those as untradeables for future sbcs and sold the dupes that i had that were tradable to kind of fund the Mm -hmm. rest of it so i'd say my net spend was probably about 500 600k net um i probably opened 100 of the players 100 of the premium non-players i got three tots out of 100 packs like 200 packs whatever so it is the the odds are really really low I think yeah, if you do the not math, like a loss, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's I. Well, so I looked at it like I, I pulled Kyle Walker in my very last pack, which I was thrilled about because my Premier League team, and I guess this is just my final regular t- uh, foot team pre World Cup. I needed a right back. I was playing like second in form Moses, who's I think sneaky good, mind you. He's Walker. Walker is still quite the upgrade. So I was, and I'm also a Spurs fan, admittedly. Um, you know, I'm a Bayern Spurs fan, which is a weird mix. So I love Pep. So like, if I was a second favorite team in the Premier League, it's City. Forget about their success; they could suck. I I will oh, I will stand that's for just, that's so. I will NA. stand. <laughs> well, I will stand for Pep forever and ever. <laughs> so Kyle Walker, having been an ex Spurs player who plays for my former manager at Bayern, I absolutely love him. So I was thrilled about that. I got Pope in my first one, of course. I hadn't been Poped yet this this fight, unlike everybody else. And I got. Um, and the other one, Mane, who I, I loved his player of the month at the beginning of FIFA. I thought that was like the best left mid in a 4-2, like until very recently, until I guess Ronaldinho came out, prime Ronaldinho. So uh, I'm pretty satisfied with that. But the time, it probably took eight hours to build all those packs and open 200 packs. Like that's, mm. if you just do the math, like how much, you know, it's not... It's not about like what your earning is, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a student. It doesn't matter what your income is. Like eight hours is a considerable amount of time and energy. And then there's just like a psychological effect to opening all those packs and just getting nothing after nothing. Yeah, after yeah. No- it just really wears on you. So it's great when you get yeah. the blue. Like the dopamine rush is next level. Like I, I was, it was better than winning the daily knockout tournament. <laughs> like pulling that <laughs> Kyle Walker after because uh, I, I got Mane and Pope in an hour. So maybe 30 packs total or less than that, 20 packs. Uh, it was incredible. I should have just stopped there, but I had to open that next 80, 160, whatever it was for each type. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it just it was a long, hard road to get there. So uh, you see these guys that are pulling, you know, Sala or they're pulling Firmino or pulling De Gea or whoever it is out there that you're wishing you got. There's also people that like liquidate their club and open like 30 of the, the Premier League uh, premium player packs and they get nothing so i mean i know plenty of people who've opened 50 plus who haven't got a tots so you know you've been warned basically anyone who's gonna smash through this and last year i made an absolute fortune just selling off my by the end of team of the season just selling off gold players who, who people buy because they'll buy them for like over a k and you'll have tons of players sitting in your club you sell off 100 players it's, it's over 100k it's it's pretty pretty uh decent to take advantage of as well um, if you're into your trading. But yeah, the, the end result was that um, 
whether it was through uh, the new community managers needling of the dev team, which it, it may have been, you know, or the live content team, we, we did see these packs as, as we were just saying. And the way that it was kind of delivered was, was amusing to say the least because he tweeted saying that those packs that everyone wanted were in the store so you could buy them with coins or FIFA points, which obviously wasn't what everyone wanted. And then a little while later, he he said that they were available as SBCs, which, um, as Chu was indicating, if it was deliberate, was was pretty pretty nicely done because um, the reaction very uh, nicely, you know, done. suddenly love, flipping. Love it, love this guy so far. He he, he gets it. Actually, yeah, that, that this is what I was saying before. You need to you need to undersell because mm. um, I like like I remember the one the biggest one I ever had as community manager was Foot World Cup 14 where I was worried that the community would hate Foot World Cup because it had no transfer market and it was like I guess a smaller mode so what I teased the mode with was just like man to match cards mm. so um, there's like a it's, it's still up there somewhere there's like an image of like three cards and it's just blurred out and we're like okay this is coming May something so everyone's like, oh, it's just man the match cards. Oh, you know, of course they would just do that. <laughs> Money. And then it's like, boom, World Cup mode. Suck it. Uh, and they're like, oh, my God, World Cup. I mean, we did have to delay by a day and everybody hated us. But um, that was the biggest excitement. You, you got to – I think this is going back to when Yasher, uh, who – I, I think the community's giving that guy way too hard of a time um, yeah, because yeah, he's, he's, he was never a comedian manager. He's just a dev guy that liked to actually talk to you. Um, There's a lot of misunderstanding about these roles in general. Like we were just mentioning Corey. Like Corey is not, was never yeah, a which is, community guy. Like he's a pretty senior level comms dude who was just hopping in because the, everything was on fire. Like I know that even his low, his light touches and what little free time he had still wasn't enough for many folks. Like, Nothing he was doing was his job. So the same with Yashir. Like people still think that he's the he was the community manager before Gabe, which is definitely not the case. So uh, it's usually a good idea not to attack strangers on the internet, but you should definitely not attack strangers for things that have nothing to do with their professional responsibilities. Yeah, and I mean, too, yeah, you know, to be fair, was- to be fair to Kabita, I mean, like at the same time, it's like. Uh, I guess the mistake EA makes is not making it clear. Yeah, yeah. And also uh, not having people, a manager, right? Come out. <laughs> exactly. And also not having a community manager as well. So, you know, all the people are taking the flag for it. Mm. But um, I think uh, the thing that I always... I, I remember I was I was streaming at the same time and, and Yasher, um, Yasser, you know, was new on the scene. Um, not a community guy, right? So I'm like, all right, you know, usually with devs, like they'll they'll misjudge a communication thing because it's not that's not their level of expertise. Um, you know, they're good at what they excel. Like I, I I don't know how to produce a game. Like I don't know, he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, but I remember he, he was hyping up. He was hyping up was it like a man of the match thing, and everybody thought it was a full man of the match. And as as soon as I I, I hear people think it's like I was like. I know yeah. it's not going to be a full band. It's like it was that Barcelona uh, performance. It was just it? Hero and Roberto, things, but he made it sound like it was going to be this be all end all. Exactly, and, and you I, make a good point about and, that. Yeah, yeah, and I remember I was we were stream. I was streaming as soon as that happened. I was like, guys, I swear to God, it's not a full team. And I was just like, this feels like deja vu because this is a mistake I made once. And I swear it's only gonna be one man in the match. Everyone's gonna like lose their shit over him because again, if you do the reverse and 
you give the FIFA community hope for the best thing ever. Mm. Their best thing ever never equals to what you think the best thing ever is. Their best thing ever is like, give me like $100 right now. Like everybody's getting $100. Like something ridiculous in terms of expectations. We're, we're just a community with very high hype expectations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you don't deliver on that, just get like you are dead. You are done to us. If anyone's watched Game of Thrones and know is aware of like the kind of constant speculation around theories and stuff, and I've got a friend who's just like always uh, on Reddit and stuff and, and like all over it, and the stuff he comes out with m- a million times crazier and more impressive than the actual story itself. And mm. I feel like it's a bit like that with Foot sometimes that people can, you know, there's monkeys at a typewriter, all these people on Twitter constantly typing out their th- theories about what might happen, all this kind of stuff. At the end of the day at EA, there's a couple of guys who are extremely good at their job trying to come up with ideas. And they're not always going to come up with the crazy ideas or have the time to implement the crazy ideas that people in the community actually come up with. Yeah, I think the latter is an important part. Like, we'll give poor Yasir a break, but, uh, you know, some of the craziest and best ideas doesn't matter like how genius or talented some of the teams are if the boss knows that he's beholden to you know the ceo and the board and all this stuff like some of those great ideas just because of the risk involved are going to be squashed out the door so you'll get it from the perspective of a business which i don't think a lot of the foot players have the experience and the capability or you know just the awareness it's just it's not that they're you know they're not intentionally churning out the same thing to spite you. I think it's just important to keep that in mind. Like these are people doing the best they can. They have bosses too. And sometimes, you know what they're told, okay, sorry, that idea is great, but we just can't do that. That's, or we don't have time to do that. I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind where, you know, it's, it's okay to like do other things. It's okay to not like buy every pack from every promo. Like that's cool. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make the game worse or better. Like there are always fair criticisms to be had of the game, but some of the like, like, I think, like you said, it's almost like the Westworld phenomenon where you have these, like, insane Reddit theories and insane, like, Twitter theories. And then the actual thing is, like, if someone predicted it, you're like, oh, that was predictable. That's boring. Or if it is, like, not as cool, like you mentioned mm-hmm. with, like, Game of Thrones, it's just, it's like an expectations bias thing. So if you expect nothing, then you'll always be pleasantly surprised. So it's easier said than yeah. done, but. Exactly. <laughs> and actually, this leads on quite nicely to what we're going to talk about just after the break, which will be uh, the World Cup. And we're also going to have a, a couple of tips for daily knockout and squad battles um, for those objectives as well. So we'll, we'll see you in, in just a second. Well, that was a long first half of the podcast. So why not reward yourself by leaving us a review wherever you get your podcast? And also, if you don't already subscribe, please do. And you can do that if you're listening on Foothead through the links just below where the podcast is embedded or just search Foot Weekly on your podcast provider of choice. Well, welcome back to part two of the Foot Weekly podcast. Did you enjoy your Foot Weekly break, Chi? Was that good for you? Yes, I did. It's uh, usually the best uh, break in podcast history. I well, I think that would be correct. And, of course, Luke, did you hydrate yourself? I think you did. Yeah, I got a, a delicious mineral water. I'm living the dream. Fizzy water, as you guys call it, right? Oh, sparkling water, in fact. There you go. Or, fi- or fizzy water, if you want to be, you know, different. Um, but, yeah, let's move on to the second half of the podcast, because we've got plenty more to talk about. We've got World Cup, which, Chu, um, is a bit of a specialist, as he might have mentioned in the first part of the podcast. Nah, nah. We wanted to get your insights, because yeah, you have actually revealed, in contrast to what you were just saying, actually, quite a lot about World Cup. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited to be on this end of the World Cup. Mm to see it from this end. I actually never really got to play the last one, if I'm being honest with you. I was so freaking busy. 
um, launching it and then maintaining it. And then I was just like exhausted by the end of it. So I think I only played like a couple matches. So I really want to experience it from this end. And I like being part of the hype cycle. I think it looks pretty freaking sick. I like the design of it. Uh, it's looking like it's the same kind of thing pretty much as 14, which is good. Um, and then, I don't know, it apparently has like SBCs as part of it too. So that'll be kind of nice. Yeah, right? I, I saw that, which is a, an interesting addition, isn't it? And also there was this news that we saw, um, again, maybe good feedback from the community that they are potentially finding a way of handling duplicates, which would be nice. Oh, yes. Yeah, that'll be really good um, because I think that was probably... Uh, a big thing last year where it's like you just have to quick sell if you pack messy twice and it was pretty easy to pack messy actually <laughs> yeah i feel like card, uh, card weights are a bit different fair. would that be fair to say it's been in french so i don't yeah, know card weights would be a lot less i don't totally know what it says but i am french has been like breaking down the pack odds there's like only five or six hundred players plus icons so like you do mm. the basic math the problem is the packs suck they're basically premium gold or super jumbo premium gold packs yeah they're five yeah five, five and seven point five k's i think uh maybe a 15 like special but so you're gonna have to open hundreds and hundreds of packs, but the odds are there. You gotta think. Like I'd kill to have an icon. Mm. But I mean, on the other hand, you know, I thought pack waiting wasn't as simple as that. Like your your chances of packing Ronaldo aren't exactly the same as your chance of packing Ianacho. No, but it's still like right. you know, point zero 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 one times five hundred is a lot better than point zero 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 one times twenty thousand or whatever, right? So mm. it's all proportional uh, to I guess an extent. So. So, Jude, do you think that they've put too many of their eggs in the basket or showed us their goods too early on, if you like? Because it feels like we kind of know pretty much everything that's going to happen in World Cup mode, which obviously last time, I mean, it was new, but we didn't really know anything about it. Um, yes and no, because I think they had to put all that information there based on the state of the community at the time where everybody was, um, we're all kind of uh, upset uh, about the lack of hype so i think you kind of had to like boom like all right this is what's coming mm. you know as a as a stop gap until then what i am worried about is i would say in fifa 14 um Fort world cup was played vigorously for about three weeks i want to say um three to four weeks and then you know people just went straight back to the regular fifa um mm. so i wonder if it's yeah it, it, Fort world cup was something that burnt super bright I, st I still think it was like the high at the time it was the highest usage number in fifa history was when F F world cup launched i think for the next uh, up until when i left in fifa 16 uh, it was still the highest number of people online playing ultimate team wow. in one day um so what i'm worried about is if it's the same content i mean it does have if it has the sbc part and the icons part that's a lot better but I wonder if we consume content so quickly that we'll burn through it faster. Mm -hmm. um, if they don't have some kind of like schedule, like to maybe the SBCs, something to keep going because that's the one thing I noticed with um, in the community is our, our. I don't know if our appetite is actually ever satiable um, <laughs> in the terms of the amount because because we we go through shit like quickly and we want like to do things unlimited amount of times. Mm. But I don't know. We get kind of bored. Even I, I mean, I'm not saying like, like I get bored quickly too. So I'm wondering, will how long will be will we play for World Cup this time? I'm guessing the same amount. I'm guessing like three to four weeks, same amount. I hope it's not less. But if they did have something, you know, if they do keep something behind, maybe they, you know, they do. They haven't shown us what icons are coming. Maybe is it brand new icons or is it returning legends? Um, I would say it's returning legends, but. 
I have heard uh, of somebody that was almost put in mm-hmm. um, through some other weird means, really random, um, which I won't say. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that it's brand new icons. Mm. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to also like set improper expectations. I'm really like something I hate more than anything is when even fringe influencers like traders or somebody like that try to hype something up without knowing what they're talking about because it sets dangerous levels of people like think something's coming and then it's not. So take this with a huge grain of salt. Foothead is not predicting this or guaranteeing it. But I heard at the capture event in September, I asked an EA producer, I was like, is it possible we will see more icons than are in the game at launch? And they said, I'm not not saying it's possible. Like essentially wink and a nod, right? So, mm. yeah, and, and so that's why I think it's returning legends because you could call them new icons. Because um, I, because when I looked at the vernacular of the, um, when I tried to look through like you know like EA speak of the of the article of World Cup, it's like yeah, new icons. Yeah, well, uh, a legend last year is not an icon this year, so yeah, yeah, it. it's not it's not new to us, but it's a new icon. Mm. And then I think we saw that uh, the returning the some legends from last year, like the George Best, yada yada yada. Um, we saw them or in they were in FIFA 18 all of a sudden randomly like you could find their pictures on FIFA 18 mm. through sub means I think this was earlier this year and usually I mean they wouldn't if, if it was for FIFA 19 they wouldn't put it that early into FIFA 18 so that's why I'm kind of like ah uh, that was for Fall World Cup do you think it's that, get that kind of vibe do you think like, like someone like George Best who obviously like I mean Northern Ireland didn't qualify do you think he'd be in still I wonder if yeah that's a good point um Maybe they do something where they only take the guys who did go to the World Cup, and then like after World Cup, it's just like, all right, yeah, everybody's here for FIFA 18. Like you get all these new guys for FIFA 18. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad for FIFA 18. I mean, I guess it no, it can it, it can never be bad because you just get more stuff to do in FIFA 18. Yeah. I wonder if it's like, oh, do you save that for FIFA 19? And- like the person I heard about is actually being saved for 19, I believe, instead of maybe put in halfway through 18. Mm. So. It's um, yeah. I, I, for me, I'm leaning more of this returning legends. Um, that's what my gut is saying. Yeah, it's more returning legends and maybe like a spice of like a couple. We know we years. know that there will be Ronaldinho from the marketing graphics, and we know that I think if you buy the game now, you get a three match icon loan player, kind of similar to how you got R9 at the start of FIFA. I'm kind of right there with you. It's like I could see them. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting point though about George Best. I hadn't thought about that. He never played in a in a World Cup, so they're not. That wouldn't make sense to have mm-hmm. like a World Cup icon, George Best. Like, <laughs> what? Like the yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see. And also, he would have no other no other players of that nationality in the game. Well, I mean, icon yeah, chemistry, right? So yeah, that wouldn't necessarily make a difference. I mean, icons could also. I was thinking about this and could actually be really important because of the weird way that chemistry works in World Cup mode. Um, you link up with your basically people from your continent, um, which is kind of interesting because I guess like certain players link up, which never. The thing, the one up. thing I don't like is because I'm a I'm a big champion of squad diversity. Like I don't like seeing the same team every single time. That's why I think FIFA Mobile is so yeah. cool because people can just play with whoever they want. What sucks is that you're just going to have like UEFA, 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 UEFA. Yeah, you're not going to yeah. see, especially with yeah. US out, you're not going to see any CONCACAF squads. Like you occasionally on Weekend League, you'll get some like insane person playing like a full MLS team. Like you're not going to get a full African team hardly mm. ever. So, I mean, there are some interesting all African concepts, but I suppose one thing that I was thinking about Icons Legends, which is obviously could make the difference is if their chemistry is the same as it is currently, then you know, you can bridge the gaps between continents, which you 
previously just couldn't do. So it is kind of a weird thing where like a Brazilian player, let's say Fernandinho, just doesn't link at all with De Bruyne. It, it makes it tricky to build squads, but at the same time, you do get that kind of perfect link between De Bruyne and I don't know Lukaku. So there is there is downsides and positives to it. I just think it, as you say, it is a bit restrictive. But yeah, those icons and, and legends could make a difference. The only other thing that I'd probably say about it is. Gee, what are your thoughts on the um, SBC factor? Do you think that could actually help with the game's like longevity overall? And I'm thinking maybe also the timing. It's only just before, well, it's not too long before the World Cup starts itself that we're getting the mode. So maybe that could encourage it to last throughout that and beyond a little bit. Yeah, I think that's the way they, they could make it last a bit. I mean, um, maybe a few SBCs a week hmm. or every couple or every three, four days, I think that'll definitely help it give a longer tail because again 14 is just packs mm. and you get players so this time you you know you have more capabilities with FIFA 18 and yeah I would say that's probably the best way to elongate the um, play time of this mode mm. um, and, I, and I hope we play for a long time like I really cannot wait to just sit down and just en- enjoy a fall world cup um, for once um, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be sick I do want to. I want to touch one, touch on one thing that we haven't mentioned. Um, something that something yeah, yeah. that caught my eye as as Chu mentioned that he kind of sat down and tried to di- dissect the uh, kind of press releases from EA Vernacular. I'm mm. the same way. And something that like really I, I keep thinking about is dynamic items built to match real world performance. Mm. These items will be will update based on the performance of players who stood out on match day with upgrade stats, ensuing a fresh and relevant experience for the entire tournament. What if and hear me out. This is a, again. Please do not run to Twitter or Facebook or Reddit or whatever and be like, "Fothead says." <laughs> Foot Weekly podcast says. Uh, I'm not predicting this, but what if every single item is like a once to watch? Oh yeah, that's what I think it is. That's what I kind of thought maybe. Yeah, and, and that what it could go off yeah. like the match ratings that the players get in each game and they change a bit. Yeah, so like you get a Ronaldo and he has like a yeah. monster tournament. Portugal wins. LOL. Um, but hey, say that happens. Like you start with like a 94, mm. and at the end of the World Cup, you have a 99. Like something like that. That'd be amazing. Wait, is that what uh, what happened in Foot World Cup 14? Yeah, if they, if they got yeah if if they, if they got a team of the week because Hamas yeah went I remember all the way too up. the yeah, Hamas like, like he went up, but I don't really remember yeah. how yeah, it Kosa worked went up overall. Too. Yeah, yeah. So it is possible that they'll just do that on like a kind of massive scale. So there's like loads more. I mean, there's a lot of players, obviously, but if you think that in each game, maybe. 14 players on each team actually play and maybe many of them won't change rating but it'd be quite easy to upgrade like a fair few players based on their performance after every game well think about career um, mode so, i mean career mode dynamically upgrades players on like a weekly basis yeah. so why not right that's a really good point yeah so that could be quite a quite a good aspect and obviously they're not having to kind of like literally i don't know it's almost like they're upgrading the card rather than bringing out a new design if that makes sense so it's not quite the same level of I guess, stuff going on in the background. So yeah, no, I think it's a, an interesting prospect. Certainly uh, certainly feasible as well. According to uh, Chewboy, former community manager and uh, <laughs> head, head of news at Foothead. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> Every day, at least six. Cool. So I think we're probably ready to wrap up um, World Cup there. So the final thing I want to quickly get into is I've had a few people contact about, you know, the trials and tribulations of winning the daily knockout. And, you know, none of us here are pro players at all. And um, I think we're all capable of winning daily knockout. And I was just wondering whether you guys had any tips for our listeners who might be kind of struggling a little bit um, with 
uh, winning that tournament because you know it, it isn't straightforward for a lot of people especially if you're playing squad battles a lot of the time are there any any things that that uh, you kind of suggest people did um to help win the denny knockout all right this is what you do all right you go <laughs> transfer market search player lozano 84 <laughs> you put him in your squad 66 minutes you bring him in see what happens boom you win easy I actually thought you were going to mention another less than legitimate method, which allows you to to sort of uh, receive the DKT reward. Didn't didn't they close that playing. for the? I thought they fixed that. We're not encouraging this behavior because it's cowardly and I mean, it's just important we highlight highlight these things, you know, so that they they don't go unnoticed. Luke, <laughs> um, do you have anything particular you suggest? Yeah, so this is a safe space, right? Can I admit to something a little sinister in my own right? So this is the thing I've been doing this this tots, and I don't really know why because I don't need to do it per se and it involves the controversial aspect of training cards which are banned in weekend league but are not banned in the daily knockout tournament mm. oh god so, no i'm not no i'm not i love this all the dirty secrets like are coming out epistemological or whatever i'm not going to open up a philosophical argument about whether or not these are like moral but this is what i do all right so i have a ton of excess training cards from just opening packs and fud all year you know some through SBCs, some through fifa points um, I don't use the ones that actually give me any perceived advantage, except on keeper, because I have mm. like 100 silver keeper boosts. So sorry, admittedly, I am giving my keeper a little bit of an edge. But I have all these stupid ones like physical, dribbling, like stuff that makes no sense, gold, silver, and bronze, and I just throw them on my team. Like, I don't know that giving... Uh, Bai a dribbling boost or giving you know my 90 physical prime r9 a physical boost or whatever like that's a bad example i don't even think he has 90 physical he's probably lower i try to basically like use these cards to freak my opponent out if that makes sense i'm not actually i don't i don't think giving my fullbacks who are already like high dribbling or high pace dribbling or pace does anything personally um, so I try to use like the ones that mm. like I put defense on Primar nine like stuff like that just isn't gonna really give me much of an edge if anything. But I think it gets under the skin of my opponent and makes them think that I have like full gold boost on everybody or full silver boost on everybody. When in reality, like my keeper is benefiting, but I'm just using throwaway ones that I would just discard otherwise in a pack opening because I am a crazy hoarder and I just still have like everything I've packed all year that isn't a dupe. Um, so I've done that in finals. Like, I don't do it in the first three rounds. And, like, I did it to this one kid who was, like, a, a university student in Texas. I'm based in Texas, for those that don't know. And I got matched up with this university student in Texas. I could tell because his username, like, had to do with his school. I broke his brain. I won, like, 5-1, and he rage quit. And he messaged me, like, all this vitriol. Like, you are a sick person. Like, <laughs> you, should, you should quit this game and never play again and all this stuff. But... Uh, it, I think it does kind of give you a little bit of a psychological edge because, again, I don't think putting dribbling on your center backs or, like, defense on your left forward and right forward are going to, like, really give you that much of an in-game benefit. But it kind of just freaks the opponent out mm. and makes them think your team is better than they are because they don't know what you use those boosts are. For all they know, it's full, you know, all stat boost. So that's what I do. I think, like, obviously the sweatier team, the better team you can field, the better. Uh, but there's a huge delta. Like, I've I faced... I lost to some dude in the uh, my second go or first go, rather, of... Um, the what junior Hullet or whatever the whatever that dude's name is Hoylet uh, Canadian chew you gotta oh Hoylet, Hoylet yeah. yeah the I lost in my first semi oh, Hoylet baby Hoylet um I lost in my <laughs> I lost in the semis mm. of that the first try uh, against like 
a total starter squad. So you can't always judge a book by its cover. Just I think like the really hard thing is to just really focus because everyone wants to win that prize. Obviously, we don't really care about qualification for the weekend league at this point since the prizes haven't changed. And mm. um, I saw I saw Kieran, the the YouTuber. Uh, he says that he always messages people win or lose after the the final. And he messaged some guy like, good game, man. You played really well. And of course, like, do that after you beat somebody. They're going to think that you're messing with them. <laughs> um, so maybe don't do that, even if you think you're being a good sport. Like, put yourself in other people's shoes. Show some empathy. Be a human being. But also use discard training items to mess with people. That's what I'm saying. So. <laughs> to trigger people, yeah. <laughs> um, so the key thing for me was um, a couple of things, but has made it really quick is is picking your kind of time to play so if you're playing at sort of i guess in the uk it'd be well i guess it'll be the same anywhere really but you know between like 5 p.m and sort of 9 p.m you're really likely to come up against sort of players who are just you know casual players playing the game seeing if they can win the dkt so that's probably a great time to play and then the actual biggest factor is when you've got this week where the dkt goes on from monday to thursday if you're someone who's kind of trying to you know get it done and, and you use most of your attempts on the monday and you're not a particularly good player then that, that's never going to be a good idea because you're only going to be playing well you're more much more likely to play really top players on the monday because they won't have won it already obviously there's a limit so if you're playing it on thursday your chances are most of your good players are going to have won it pretty comfortably in in the sort of monday or tuesday window so i'd 100 percent recommend saving as many attempts as you can kind of afford until the final two days i suppose of the tournament because you'll just face slightly easier opponents. even even if you're a halfway decent player i find that when i play for the two day ones the second day or for the four day ones the fourth day it's always way easier yeah i mean i won i think last thursday i won the hoylet and he's not a great team this season obviously in i think it was like less than half an hour so yeah and, and a good time as well yeah so i think echoing from an na perspective it's the same if you play when people are off work um like casuals are going to be you know, trying to win this and the time that they have. So like I find 6 to 10 p.m. local time is definitely the easiest. If you go after 10 p.m., mm. you get like crazy stoners that are up late trying to win and may like have secret uh thc powers that can beat you um and if you play during <laughs> if you play during the day uh you have like unemployed people and students who are gonna probably be really good so i find that yeah 6 to 10 p.m for me and in, in a is like central time is definitely the most favorable yeah definitely and one thing that i wanted to just say quickly because i don't play squad battles much at all but obviously one of the weekly objectives to get a team of season player seems to be requiring four world class wins uh in squad battles and one thing i've noticed i don't you know i think this is probably something that's been picked up on throughout the year is the berber spin is like unbelievably good in squad battles if you can pull off the berber spin consistently in the direction you want it to go you'll win squad battles like no problem it just seems to totally confuse the ai and they kind of shoot off in the wrong direction so that's something to, to look out for next time trying to get those world-class uh, wins but actually i don't think eh, it doesn't feel especially hard maybe getting the getting five nils is maybe not so easy on world-class if you don't play it much but actually like winning on world-class doesn't seem too difficult especially as you you'll notice you have four games each day and some of the games tend to have much easier opponents with lower chemistry so if you really want to you can just like play one or two games against easy opponents one day then come back to it a bit later in the week so um i don't, I don't think like 
that might should be giving people as much of a problem as maybe the DKT. My my to to helicopter and my squad battles advice would be play on the weekends because then you can cherry pick the two or the one or two easiest matches. And you don't have to wait a full twenty four mm. hours. So if you refresh, it's what yeah, is it yeah, every four good. hours? I forget what it is. Six hours, whatever. Eight, eight hours. hours. Yeah. Okay, so three times in a week and a Saturday, three times in a Sunday. Um, you're going to get out of those six, probably four pretty easy opponents. And that's how you can get your wins there. Um, also, like I, I've seen this meme on Twitter. Um, it's like, what's the one sports conspiracy theory that you believe in spite of all evidence? This is my FIFA conspiracy theory that I believe in spite of all evidence. I think legendary is easier than world class. I agree with that. You think so? Yeah, I agree with that. I've lost more to world class than legendary. Hmm. And squad battles and stuff that's like that. Do you think it's like they're more aggressive, or they kind of are drawn out more easily? Maybe. So this this is not an official on the record thing, but I think legendary is designed to to more simulate human AI. So especially like uh, okay. if they have tendency data for these squad battle clubs, and I don't know how specific or granular they get, that's more easily programmable. So you could get someone who has a sick team but sucks, and if they try to like emulate their splits or statistics, because they that stuff's all data powered. It's theoretically possible to make a team play more like a person. Um, maybe world class is like mm. just purely AI though, so it's more like robotic and it doesn't make as many mistakes or mm. it's not as aggressive, so you can't like catch them sleeping. I have no idea if that's actually implemented in the game. No one ever told me that on the record. But the first time I played Squad Battles, a lot of the language, like again, picking, reading between the lines, trying to decode EA speak, the producers were like talking about aspects like that without actually coming out and saying it. Mm. So I kind of assumed that there was always like some player data aspect into that. It obviously like so many difficulties don't, don't feel like that. Like professional is usually pretty damn easy. Though. I think we've all had a frustrating loss in career mode on professional, um, no matter how good you are. Like, this doesn't make any sense. The computer does those like rebound goals or like kickoff goals that just make you want to pull your hair out. But uh, yeah, I think uh, for for me, it's legendary all day, every day. Yeah, I I mean, I just squad battle CPU cheats. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so true. I don't believe in scripting, but squad battles. If you play enough of enough squad battles games, <laughs> there is something uh, something funny going on. Yeah, no, it, it the CPU cheats. I've just accepted. I feel like this has been a, uh, a, po- a podcast full of cheating and cheese, but, uh, uh, but we'll probably we'll probably wrap it up there. But two, have you got any final points on this uh, team of the season so far? How would you rate it if you had to give it a rating? Out um, BPL, I'll give a nine nine and a half, honestly, <laughs> out of ten. I, I I really this is like the first Premier League team season I've fully like loved <laughs> seeing. I, I haven't been this excited. Um, from a Premier League team this season since maybe like I don't know thirteen or something, so nine and a half I think overall. So I guess the first week was a blip. I would say um, you know eight eight out of ten. Cool, Luke. How are you? How are you finding it? Uh, I actually and it has nothing to do with Futhead being part of the vote or anything. I thought this community tots was the best one I can remember. I know that some people really missed having the three squads or having like the more esoteric deserved players or whatever. I'm really not into mm. having you know whatever the the easter or like the dude from the middle east who plays in the african league like i don't need that tots in my life i all all respect to (laughs) all respect to fans for you know those clubs but it's just so hard to make their chemistry work um like a dude that plays in south africa from like wherever uh saudi arabia or something like that's cool i always love the saudi tots so shout out to my friends in the middle east because i miss those like sweaty sweaty fullbacks yeah, elton yeah, yeah. El- elton was incredible they had those brazilians that were like cheeky good and then they had like those really sweaty fullbacks so i missed that 
the rumors based on a screenshot of EA's website is that the last tots is going to be a dual release of Calcio and Ligoon, which obviously I don't have any advanced yeah. information knowing that that's coming. But if that happens, like, will there be a super OP like Fabinho? Well, I mean, I guess he was already in community tots, right? So be... Milinkovic Savage is almost guaranteed. Yeah, Milinkovic Savage could be like a really crazy one. Uh, we could get like a Dybala that's just like out of control. So I'm curious to see how those, especially because World Cup is coming concurrently, right? So um, like, hmm. what are they going to do to try to get people to keep playing regular fight that'll be really curious to watch so cool all right well i think that brings us to the end of this week's foot weekly podcast um thank you very much to you for coming back and, and sharing your thoughts as always no problem thanks for having me great and luke as always thanks for coming along appreciate it thanks uh thanks again for having me back great and thanks very much listener it's been a pleasure to have you as well hopefully podcast next week if not the week after see you very soon Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Podcast Network.